Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, July the 18th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. I'm sweating here. Just got done with my own workout here. A little uh, little deadlift, uh, push-pull, mix bag, if you will, as we call it here. But I feel good uh, in terms of that. But I'm going to make this podcast relatively quick. Uh, and I'm going to do it on the fly, something I, I typically don't do, and I'll talk through that in a second. But before I dig in here, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, it's the one supplement I take every single day. Uh, I take a lot of them almost every day, but this is the one I take every single day, and I never miss just for the fact of I know I'm not going to eat five or six servings of veggies every single day because I would become a fart monster and nobody wants that. I don't, my dog doesn't, my wife surely doesn't, nobody that's around me, that's no fun. So I'll eat as many greens as I can, but I know I'm going to miss a couple of things. So Athletic Greens is kind of like my nutritional insurance, if you will. So I get all my micronutrients, all the vitamins and minerals that I'd be lacking from not eating whole food, especially on a day like today, which is a Saturday, and I tend to only eat once, and it tends not to be perfect. Saturday is typically the day I eat that... All things that might not be real food, if you will. Maybe a burger, fries, throw some cinnamon rolls. Life might be might be to have a beer. I might go crazy today. The point is, is I'll always take Athletic Greens on those days for sure. And I do have more energy over time. My digestive system runs a little bit smoother. Knock on wood, it's keeping my immune system running high. I feel great all the time, and I have to attribute, you know, Athletic Greens being a part of that. So if you guys want 20 free travel packs, hit me up. I'm happy to share the link with you always. And again, if you're really on the fence, we'll even have Monica send you a free pack right to your front door. You can try it. That is 100% on me coming out of my pocket to help you. And then we can jump into the 20 free travel packs from there. So that is Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys need something, message me. I will shoot the link to you. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and you are in business. So with that, this podcast came from a request this week i've probably gotten it i would say 10 times over the last probably four months of this you know shit show we've all been uh kind of stuck in that seems to be this you know everlasting twilight zone episode of life we're in but uh it was how to build a home gym under a thousand bucks was the number and i know for a lot of people that even sounds steep to spend a g-bar on a home gym but once you start to realize what fitness equipment costs uh, you realize it's it's not that much money. I'm going to try to give you guys a couple options on the fly here, meaning I'm going to actually type into Google and go through this. Now, a lot of this is going to come off the top of my head, but uh, I sometimes forget what things cost because I, I haven't bought some of these things in a very long time. But uh, and obviously also the fact of we're in this weird season of life where in America people become hoarders of shit. And then people buy all the fucking dumbbells and then mark them up like four times the price, which I think is... I'm a fan of capitalism. I'm a fan of you, you know, market demand and uh, increasing price slightly. But the price gouging of shit, I, I've never been a fan of. And nobody wins that way. It makes you look like an asshole. So if you guys are doing that, please stop. And again, it's your right to. I'm nobody to judge, but I just, I'm not a fan of it. I, again, I would never charge somebody five times the price of something. It should naturally be just because, like, the supply and the demand is a little bit different. But that's, again, that's me not judging anybody who does, but that's what people find themselves in right now, especially if they're trying to, you know, build home gyms. And so I got the message of, hey, Jeremy, could you show me how to do it under a thousand bucks? And so I got my little poster right here and I actually typed some things into Google. Now, 
I'll preface this by I've been doing the brick and mortar uh, gym thing for over a decade now. Uh, I started again. You guys can go back and listen to the podcast. Obviously, with no money and uh, and nothing, and so I was doing shit in a park with people where they would uh, actually. Would I bring some of the dumbbells? I would bring some of the dumbbells, and then they would bring some. And then I, when I worked with a group, I had I had four girls up front. I had my wife, which doesn't count. Um, I had Jereen. I had Kelsey. I had Cherie, and I had Monica and Kathleen. So I had. Five, four real people, five real people, and my wife. So six people total. And I had some dumbbells, but they would bring their own dumbbells and their own mats. And so that's where I started. Now, obviously, we have a 3,000 square foot warehouse filled with every fun toy that I personally want. Uh, from, you know, we got the roads, ski, uh, air runners, the salt bikes, we have the sleds. Uh, obviously, we even had the slide boards, we, all the dumbbells and kettlebells, barbells, plates, sandbags. Uh, Everything that we want functionally is here. All the pure motion stuff. I'm just very lucky now, obviously, because I have way more money. And obviously, over time, we've worked with a lot of these companies and brands, and they've partnered with us, and they've hooked us up with a lot of free dope shit. So I know what almost everything will cost. And if I only had $1,000, this is how I would build uh, the gym for me. And then I'll give you guys the, the two cents of how I would do it if I was you. Now, some of these might be my personal preference, and you guys might have other preferences. I'm going to go from the standpoint of what's the most functional. How can you do the most badass workouts for uh, the money here? And, and maybe not things that some of you guys like to do. So, you know, I'm probably not going to include a barbell in here. I'm going to look at the numbers at the very end, but that's probably not going to be one of the things. Just for the fact of there's a lot of stuff you can do with the barbell for sure. There's a lot of stuff you can do with bumper plates for sure, but it's going to cost way more money. And you're going to be limited uh, at some of the dynamic stuff you can do with it, especially if you're training inside your house. If you're in your garage, it's probably a little bit better if you're outside. And on the same note, I'm probably not going to include a lot of the Olympic lifting stuff just for the fact of a lot of people listening, no offense, have no fucking clue what they're doing uh, when they grab like an Olympic bar and they go through stuff. And honestly, it's risk reward. Like, do you have to, okay, overhead squatting with the barbell. Can people do that? Yes, for surely they can. Should most people? Absolutely not. I don't understand why you would ever want to put your body in that position. The average, and then this is me on a rant here, and then I'll get into the podcast. The average person overhead squatting with a barbell. Let's go down the list here. Terrible wrist mobility for most people. Then we get into the elbow. Then we get into the shoulder mobility that they probably don't have because they have tight shoulders, tight lats, rhomboids, upper back. The whole shoulder girdle is, is probably jacked. Then we get down to the hips, the knee, and the ankle. For you to overhead squat with a barbell, in my opinion, to do it correctly, you have to have ankle mobility. Your knees have to be intact. Awesome hip mobility. Uh, your shoulder mobility has to be great. Elbows got to be pain-free. And then your wrist mobility on top of that, just to do just the barbell by itself. Now we're talking about loading it uh, with a ton of weight. Probably not ideal. Again, same thing, you know, deadlifting. I just barbell deadlifted today, but I've been doing it since I was 15 years old. So for 20 years, I've been learning a movement and I've got to hang around some of the smartest, most technically efficient people in fitness. And a lot of my close friends are smart ass fitness people. Like when I'm texting today, BJ Gador, BJ is my friend. Like if I don't know something, I can ask him and he can watch me and we can like, that's the, the circle I have. Like I can message Ben, I can message Dave, like Monica can watch, like my whole world is that. 
And so that's doing it 20 years. And even with that said, like, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to do. I'm never going to overhead squat with a barbell ever again the rest of my life. There is absolutely no need for me to do it. So for a lot of you guys, I'm probably not going to include those things in there. And rant. I'm sorry. So if you're at home and you want to work out from home for the rest of your life or until inserts, we're not so crazy about all the shit that's going on. Or you just want to have a home gym to do some stuff. You know, if you're going to watch the things that I do, you know what I'm going to include. Or if you follow somebody else online and you buy their coaching or you, you, you do their workouts. Uh, and then if when you go to a hotel or just certain things where you're trying to construct it to fit you, your lifestyle, and your goals. So I'll give you the things that are going to be transferable, whether you're at home and probably on the road as well. And then have a couple things in your pocket if you can't make it to the gym. My opinion, and this is me, I love I love training here. I don't want to just train at my house. That's me. Some people do. Some people love it. Some people, that's the only option. Obviously, right now, all gyms in Arizona are closed. I'm just lucky enough that I have the dopest 3,000-square-foot warehouse man cave that existed. I got refrigerators, TVs. I got whiskey here. I mean, I got, weight, I got weights. I got everything a person needs. Netflix, you name it. I got it all. But a lot of people don't have that luxury and you have to train at home because of your schedule with your kids or because now maybe your kids are going to be homeschooling for a little bit and you're stuck in this situation. Or just for the future, you want to have it as a backup plan in case you got busy and couldn't get to your favorite group training or your local spot or whatever it may be. So if you had a thousand bucks, let's start there. We got a G-Bar to build a home gym. And maybe some of you guys, if you don't have a thousand bucks, you're going to do this over time. I'm going to also try to put this on a blog and I'll give you guys a link to every single product here I mentioned. If I can work out a deal with all these guys, give me give me like three weeks because my life is just as big of a shit show as all of you listening. So um, I don't know what's going on here in Arizona with, with things, so I'm taking it one day at a time. Uh, but I'll try to put together a blog with all of these in there. Maybe I'll even do a guide how to build a, a gym under a thousand bucks and I can email it to all of you guys or put it on our Instagram and uh, that way you can have all the links to these and pick and choose the things you want. But if you had a thousand bucks and you're going to build a home gym, the first thing I would buy is the original uh, health club step. And you guys know what I'm talking about, kind of like that 1980s uh, exercise step. If you're watching on YouTube, I wonder if you guys can see this. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like that old school, it's, you know, kind of teal and black with like the purple risers. We have a bunch in our facility here. Most of ours are just black on black, but uh, I got a couple of them old school ones here just because I bought them and, and they last almost forever. And that's kind of the takeaways. Like these things are durable as hell. And if I was going to get like the original health club step, like how you would do step ups or, you know, the aerobic steps, I would get at least probably 16 risers. So eight per side total. And the reason I would do that, that's probably going to cost you, let me take a look here, probably 200 bucks. Now that's a lot of money. And you're like, well, Jeremy, why the hell would you waste 200 bucks of a thousand on these exercise steps with the risers? Well, for one, they're super dynamic. They're going to last you probably your entire lifetime unless you're doing some stupid stuff or your your dog chews on them or your kid takes a dump on it and you can't get the poop out or some shit. Otherwise, this thing's going to last you your lifetime. Now, one, it acts as a bench, but a bench that 
elevates and moves different levels. And see, that's the key here. So obviously you can do all the aerobic patterns. So any of the dynamic movements you want to do, whether it's lateral steps, uh, you want to go drop squats, uh, you know, the take a step, replace the steps up if it's, if it's lateral 360 movements. Now, if you want to raise it up and go almost like bench press level, you could do that with just two risers per side, but you could do like a normal bench. So like for us, six risers on each side. When I say risers, you guys, I'm talking about the little steps you can add to it. The risers in each side, if you go six, that's about the perfect level here for people to do split squats. It's about the perfect level to use as like a, a, a dumbbell bench press, which we'll get into dumbbells in a second. So A, you can go split squats on there. You can bench press from there. You can use it for rack rows. Uh, you can use it for a chest supported row. If you get eight, eight risers each, so 16 total, now we can go chest supported rows from there. You can use it for skull crushers, obviously, which you could also do from the floor, but you can use it for dumbbell pullovers. Uh, you guys can use it for box squats. You can use it for step-ups. Now, that's the key here. So essentially what I'm giving you is a bench that moves multiple levels for 200 bucks or less. Now, you could buy a bench, like a nice reps one we have, like uh, incline, uh, decline, and flat, but I think it's like five or 600 bucks. And it's it's great. It's amazing, and it has wheels, and it moves. But this thing is going to be $200, and it can, you can go down to one step, or you can go all the way up to eight steps. You can use it for box hopovers. Essentially, it's it's a great tool that you can vary the levels and exchanges. So you don't need eight different boxes. This would take the place of just one box. You can do your mobility stuff on it, which is also key. So your elevated pigeon stretches, uh, the Spider-Man steps, all of those things are going to be key here. So it's like a bench, but one that can be you know six inches off the ground, or one that can be damn near you know probably almost two two feet off the ground. So that would be the first thing I would buy, and that's going to cost 200 bucks. So I think you got your stuff covered there. The next thing I would buy, and I took a bunch of pictures of stuff we actually have around the gym here. I would go some dumbbells. Now, this is going to vary on each person. In a perfect world, this is tough, man. I would probably buy two or three sets of dumbbells here total. Now, what I would do if it's me personally, so okay, I'm, I'm me and I only have a thousand bucks and I know how strong I am and what dumbbells I would typically use. I would personally probably get, this is the tough part, man, a set of 50s. So, and again, if we're talking dumbbells are about a buck a pound, which they should be in a normal world, not this three, four bucks a pound shit. Let's say 250s cost you just over 100 bucks. Let's say 250s cost you $130. So I got my exercise step and I have a set of 50 pound dumbbells. Now, I say 50s for the fact of okay, we can do some some bench press variation stuff with them if it's me. Uh, floor presses, I can do overhead pressing. And also with the sink, and again, with the 250s, I can block them together for rack squats. And now I can do almost like a goblet squat, but a rack squat with 250 pound dumbbells. So I can be almost, you know, essentially goblet squatting 100 pounds, which is more than enough. I can go split squats with that. I can go walking lunges with that. I can go rows with that. I can take a single 50 if I want to and go like that single dumbbell curl press and overhead extension variation. So I like the set of 50s for that for me personally. If I wanted some lighter things just to do maybe some more dynamic movements, 
I would probably go with a set of 30s. And so if the set of 30s, if we're talking buck a pound, let's say that cost me 70 bucks. So now I'm at $400 and I have essentially the exercise step that I need. I have a set of 50 pound dumbbells and I have a set of 30 pound dumbbells. Now the 30s, I can do a little bit more dynamic stuff. I can still go the lunges. Obviously I can block them together and I have 60s, but that's probably, you know, more in tune for me to go skull crushers, do dumbbell curls, any of the higher rep volume stuff like single arm uh, burpees. I, I could go snatches obviously in the cleans with the 50s, but if you want to go some more like lighter load stuff, you could do the 30s as well. I like to have a mix of probably two sets of dumbbells. And I think if you're using them as single dumbbells and obviously using the dumbbells block together, you have a good uh, variance there for what you want to do. Now, is that enough for me in terms of what I would dumbbell bench press? No, it's not. But I think it's good enough if you can mess with time under tension. And I know we talk about load as the variable at all when we're training, like, you know, go 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds. But we could get done, we can get a lot done with 50s if we slow down the pace and we work on volume and uh, time under tension. And then, obviously, if your budget increases, um, you can add a heavier set of dumbbells. But I think for a lot of you guys, you know, even doing 50s for like, you know, farmer's carries and different things and overhead carries if you have the strength for that or you could go to the 30s. I think you can do a lot of damage with that mid-range of dumbbells. You could maybe air and go like 60s if you want, but it just depends on how heavy you guys can do everything else or depending on how light the second set of dumbbells will be. But for the sake of this, 400 bucks, we've got our exercise step, all our risers, and two sets of the dumbbells at four bills. Again, as you guys can see, this... This stuff starts to add up uh, relatively quickly. Now, okay, me personally, I would want, if possible, a heavy-ass kettlebell. Now, if you guys have no interest in kettlebell swinging, you probably don't need one. But the reason I do like that, and you can swing a, a dumbbell, not as easy, but you can swing a 50-pound dumbbell, and you can go skier swings and you could get by. But pretending if I'm you, I'm going to go a heavy-ass kettlebell. And I love the, the, the most used kettlebell here inside this building is the 106 pounds that we have here. And that, again, you're talking like a buck a pound. So let's just run it out at 500 bucks for a 106-pound kettlebell. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit off on the money there, but I overshot the other stuff. So let's say for 500 bucks, you got an exercise step, two sets of dumbbells, and the heaviest kettlebell. Now, some of you guys won't need to go as heavy as I'm going, so you're going to be under budget and you'll have more money uh, to spend. I'm going on the the big boy route here. Uh, you know, anybody over 200 pounds, we call it. You're on the fat boy route, so I'm on the big boy route here. Uh, so with the 106 heavy ass kettlebell swings for sure. Uh, I do like to bottom load squat that. I do love to uh, goblet load squat that. And in essence, if I want to go like heavy single arm carries, I can do that as well. So that's all kind of like your heavy work. Now, it's not necessary for some of you guys, but I'm going to throw it in here because I do like a heavy kettlebell. Now, if you wanted to split that, you guys who aren't maybe as strong or don't go as heavy, you could get yourself you know, one or two kettlebells or just a lighter kettlebell. But I do love kettlebell swings. Uh, and I do love squatting with the kettlebell, both from the bottom and the top. And if, you, if you're if you talking like if you want to go uh, like snatches and stuff too, it's, it's a great variation. But that's what I would do. Next, like a TRX or like a, a pure motion, I think for a lot of you guys. And when I say TRX, uh, it's just like your suspension trainer. 
And the TRXs are like 184 bucks. Man, this shit's expensive. We have uh, four of them here. We also have all the four pure motions here. But I do think like a TRX expansion trainer uh, is ideal. So if we add it in the TRX, that is another 180 bucks, give or take. That puts us at $680 with our TRX. Now, with a TRX, you can leverage a lot of stuff with your body weight. So all your rowing variations, I love it for all the pulling stuff, for face pulls, neutral grip rows, supinated rows, prone rows. Uh, you can use them for like a push-up variation. You can use them to uh, help you split squat. You can use them to help you pistol squat. TRX is great. One of my favorite TRX movements is probably the TRX tricep extension, which also is like a, a variation of, of how you would do a trunk movement. Almost like, think of like an ab wheel in essence, or maybe not the ab, well, the ab wheel would be correct. And when you're using a TRX for tricep extension, that single joint movement, if you're watching me on YouTube, you're hinging at the elbows right to the head. That is essentially a skull crusher uh, from that variation. And again, the pure motion version of that is you can unilaterally row. So if you're ever in our gym and you see we have these orange straps on a pulley system, uh, shout out to Pure Motion, they're great because that you can single arm row. So like when TRX, if you're watching me on YouTube, you guys can row, but it's both hands bilaterally. So rowing, we're rowing in sync together. When you have the Pure Motion, you can unilaterally row and you can do a lot more with those. Um, but most of you, uh, TRX is probably what you're going to lean towards. So at 680 bucks, you have an exercise step with all the risers, two sets of heavy-ass dumbbells-ish, and then one big-ass kettlebell, heavy, and then a TRX suspension trainer, which I think is super dope for a lot of you guys. Now, if we're moving down the list, what else would I pick up if I was on a budget? Well, I for surely would buy a foam roller if you guys don't have one. I think that is so necessary for this. So your foam roller with everything... Is going to put you at 700 bucks but man you need a foam roller um perform better amazon honestly makes the black ones now the 36 inch long those are going to last most of you guys probably a lifetime i don't see how you're going to mess it up unless your dog chews on it and you really abuse it i think you're going to be totally fine so i would get a foam roller again is that really you know i consider it gym equipment but uh you do need it for sure and so those are a must. Now, the next thing on the list, I already had 700 bucks, man. Like I said, gym equipment adds up quick. Some guy asked me the other day, hey, Jeremy, what would it cost to build your gym? And I'm like, well, if you just want the equipment in here, not the floor, not the turf, nothing else, just all the equipment, $100,000. And again, I think when you look at our space, I can tuck everything away. It looks there's nothing on our floor. Like there's nothing whatsoever. The floor is completely empty, and there's a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment here. That's how crazy it is. You know, when you start to add up, like okay, you have the rogue squat rack that folds into the wall. Like you have, you know, the multiple rogue sleds. You have four rowers. You have four skiers. You have what do you have? Eight assault bikes. Uh, obviously dumbbells from basically zero up to a hundred kettlebells from zero up to a hundred. We have uh, 10 different sandbags from 25 pounds up to 150 pounds. I mean, all that stuff, it's a lot. If you're, if you're going like, you know, a buck per pound, it, it starts to go quick. So for a lot of you guys, again, there's a million ways you can split this and do this, but for a thousand bucks, you're going to get a lot of stuff, even though, uh, gym equipment is expensive. So at 700 bucks, exercise steps, two sets of dumbbells, kettlebell, TRX suspension trainer, a foam roller. The next thing I would buy is the EQ bars. Now these are the LeBert uh, fitness equalizer bars. 
I do think they're well worth it. Um, just for a lot of you guys, there's a lot you can do with them. Uh, if you suck at push-ups, this is great. Now, also, the exercise step is going to work for the push-ups too, but I do like the Libera equalizer bars for the fact that you can go dips assisted or you can put your feet elevated on your exercise step and now you can go dips almost freestanding. If you get the higher uh, EQ bars, you can go free standing dips. So I do like it for that. You can go inverted rows. You can do push-up variations. I just I think it gives a fun dynamic for you guys. So again, at 80 bucks. I think it's well worth the money, and that's what the, the bigger ones cost. You can get the smaller, cheaper ones, but if you get the uh, the extended ones, they're the longer ones. We have short ones here, and I have long ones too. Uh, I can I'm six foot two, and I have rather long reach. My reach is like almost six five. Uh, when I go dips on those, I can cross my legs, and I can go f- full uh, free weight, body weight dips with no assistance. My feet and my knees don't hit the floor, is what I'm saying. So it's a nice full range of motion. So I think for the 80 bucks to put us at 780, uh, that's definitely worth it to get the equalizer bars for you guys to do dips, inverted rows, all different kinds of push-ups. And again, there's a million different dynamic things you can do with them. Uh, but I do like them for a lot of you guys for dips. On that same note, I almost forgot this. What is a pull-up bar cost? I'm actually going to look right now. We have a rig here set up in the gym, but, uh, most of you guys, if you can get a pull-up bar, I think it's great. Now, I have one of the trapeze riggings, actually in the trunk of my car right now. That's a freestanding one. That's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. But if you can get like a fixed, uh, you know, pull-up bar, probably for, what's a good one? I mean, about 120 bucks, I think you can probably get like a rogue one, which is going to be really nice. And so, again, some of you guys, if you can't do pull-ups, this doesn't even apply to you, so you don't need a pull-up bar. You can use your TRX stuff. But I do like doing pull-ups if you're able to do them. It's a great, it's one of the greatest things you can do for your life. And honestly, if someone like, Jeremy, what's the best movements you can do? Push-ups, pull-ups, bodyweight squats, walking lunges. Right there off the bat. Bodyweight stuff. Those are some of the greatest movements you can ever do. You need to master those before you can do almost anything else. Now, you don't have to master pull-ups. Some people just don't have the physical strength to do them. But if you're trying to get into really advanced, crazy stuff, I think pull-ups are a great way to start. So if you can do pull-ups, do them for sure. And at 120 bucks. That's going to put you guys at 900 bucks total. Man, this went quick. So a pull-up bar would be where you're at with that. Now, the next thing I would say for you is just grab yourself, you know, maybe... This is going to be tough, man. You need a set of bands, just a couple of bands. Now, if you guys don't want to buy as much dumbbell weight... A set of bands is going to save you a lot of money on this. So, But you can get a decent set of bands, just a couple like the red, black, the medium range, for like 50 bucks, And that would put you at 950 if you went this route. And again, I do like uh, Schmitty. Bandman puts out a bunch of great stuff. I can send you guys some links for that stuff as well. But I think the bands are going to get you guys a huge bang for your buck for sure. Now, outside of the bands, if I got 50 bucks left... I probably would pick up some core wheels or like a little ab wheel. The core wheels are going to be cheaper. The big ab wheels are like 50 bucks. I think the core wheels are going to cost you like $30, which is going to put you at 980 bucks. And when I say core wheels, 
I'm talking there the uh, skills make some or just a small ab wheel. I think it's going to cost you guys about $30. And I do like the ab wheel for a trunk movement. I, I do think it's great. And uh, it's the one like kind of tool. Like, I don't, it's not gimmicky because it's not the right way to, to phrase it, but I do, it's like the one tool you can use to really stretch uh, rectus. So the rectus abdominis, the front six, it's going to stretch those. And uh, if you can master the ab wheel, you can do a lot of damage to your core, man. And by damage, I mean good stuff. Like you can really strengthen it and you can really kind of push the pace. So I do think uh, core wheels are a good investment. Now, on top of the core wheels, if I needed something else as a funky little fun tool, I would have to say like a jump rope would be great. I mean, jump ropes like 20 bucks isn't much. A jump rope is ideal next to the core wheels as a, a nice little aerobic tool. And as I'm looking at my list here, like some little furniture sliders, which are like 10 bucks on Amazon. Super cheap. Now that's going to put us at about a thousand bucks if you went and did everything as heavy as I did. So let me recap here and then let me go through and give you some options if you don't go as heavy as me on some of the dumbbells where you can get a lot more for your $1,000. So for a 1000 bucks, how I did it here, and this is I'm probably over-guessing on the price for a little bit of these, so you're going to have a little bit of wiggle room in terms of money. But if I had a 1000 bucks and it was just me, Jeremy Scott, and I didn't own all this here and I hadn't, it wasn't a fitness freak show, for a 1000 bucks, you get yourself an exercise step with eight risers per side. Now, if you guys who are shorter than me, you might not eat eight, eight risers, but we went with eight just to be safe. So your exercise step with eight risers, 200 bucks. Set of 50-pound dumbbells, how about $130? Set of 30-pound dumbbells at 70 bucks. Then I went with a 106-pound kettlebell. Again, a lot of you guys aren't going to have to go that heavy. I went with the TRX suspension trainer. Went with a quality foam roller. Went with some... LeBert equalizer bars. Then I went with a standard pull-up bar, like a super nice one from, I think Rogue makes the nice ones you can drill into your wall. Then a set of core wheels or a cheaper ab wheel. Just a small little ab wheel is fine. It doesn't got to be fancy. A jump rope and some, some furniture sliders. And when I say furniture sliders, I'm talking like valve slides. So you guys can go things like body saw. You can go mountain climbers. You can go hand slides. All those different things. It's a cheap little tool. Uh, it works plenty. That would put you at about a thousand bucks. Now, if and and a set of bands. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the bands. And a set of resistance bands, like the red and uh, and the black. You're talking like you know probably fifty, sixty bucks at the most. They're not super expensive. Now, if you didn't need as heavy of dumbbells or a heavy ass kettlebell like me, you'd probably have an extra hundred fifty bucks left here. So. On top of all the stuff I mentioned, if you want to get an exercise step, a couple sets of dumbbells, less heavy than the ones I bought, a smaller kettlebell, same TRX suspension trainer, same foam roller, same EQ uh, fitness bars. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, they're the parallel bars. Those are the two parallel bars you can go pull-ups on, excuse me, you can go inverted rows on, you can go body weight dips on there, you can go push-ups on there, they're great. A set of bands. You could get more bands if you wanted to. So you could spend 100 bucks on bands if you wanted all the levels. And you don't need to, but you could get all of them if you wanted to. You'd have the money. A set of core wheels or a small ab wheel. A jump rope and some furniture sliders or some sliders for you guys to use. What I would buy if, again, you had a couple bucks left over, which most of you guys are going to. I would get like one nice... Uh, 
like a yoga mat or Airx makes really nice fitness mats. They are expensive, uh, but they do make good shit. Uh, just a, a nice, decent yoga mat. If you wanted to do some some trunk work on the ground, if you're if you're talking like uh, if it was like some kind of uh, shin huggers, uh, bicycle sit-ups, a sit-up to get a variation, anything on the floor where you needed a mat, you could buy like a nice yoga mat and you'd be fine. I also do like a little cushion pad to have if we're talking split squats, but it's not necessary. Uh, that would just be like a bonus thing you could buy. They're like about you know, a, a decent yoga mat you can probably get for 50 bucks. And I think that would work for your like padded mat or you could even grab a pillow too. You don't need to spend money on like an Eric's pad. The Eric's pad, we have them here. They're a hundred bucks for these little pads. They're not worth it. So um, I would say like a decent like yoga mat or a decent mat like that, I think you're gonna be fine. Also, maybe like uh, one or two mini bands. And when I talk on mini bands, I'm talking the bands you can put above your knees or ankles. If you're talking like monster steps, uh, lateral steps, any of the, the glute bridge variations, I think those are going to be ideal too. And they're relatively cheap. They're about 30 bucks. And you guys could get those and I think you would be just fine. So as I'm looking through my list here, I think that would be about all you guys really need. Um, if you want to get really fancy, you could get something like a jam ball. Uh, in there, which I do like the jam balls, whether or like a Dynamax ball, uh, if you wanted stuff to like be able to slam or to throw. I love the throwing stuff. I love the tossing stuff. I just don't know if you guys, if it's applicable in your home setup. If obviously if you're training outside, you can probably get away with a little bit more. But those would be the biggest things I would spend money on. I wouldn't because obviously a thousand bucks doesn't go very far. The assault bikes, you know, you can maybe get the cheaper ones now. They're like seven, eight hundred bucks for a cheap one. You maybe can get one for like a real assault bike. So like almost, honestly, what are the air mills here we have? I think I got those air mills for maybe, maybe they're seven hundred dollars. I don't know if they ship for free or not, but it's seven hundred bucks. Like if your budget's a thousand, don't spend it on an assault bike. Even it's it's a luxury tool, right? And uh, same thing for like a row and a skier. I think they're like a thousand dollars. And uh, the air runners we have here are like they're multiple thousands. Like that's not going to be something you would put in your budget. So. If you're a normal person at home and you're going to build a gym for $1,000 and this would be the bare minimum of stuff I would run down and you can get all this for under 1000 bucks. so here we go. Exercise step with the risers, multiple risers, two sets of dumbbells, like a heavier set and then a lighter set, a decent size kettlebell for you to swing based on your ability level, a TRX suspension trainer a foam roller, a decent yoga mat, some mini bands, one or two is fine, light resistance, medium resistance. Again, you can do this for upper body mobility, lower body mobility, uh, and like a Dynamax ball or a jam ball. Anything from probably 10 to 30 pounds would be more than enough for you guys. You could get all those things under a thousand bucks easy, no problem. That's what I would spend a thousand dollars on if I had to train from my house and I had nowhere else to go, and I wanted to be able to do basically everything that we would ever program here uh, for people to do at-home workouts and for you guys to, to get great workouts in, to feel great, to be safe, and do a lot of dynamic work. So I'll say it one more time real quick, and then I'll, I'll go over some luxury items. So again, if you had a 1000 bucks, get yourself an exercise step, which acts as a multitude of benches with at least six risers per side. If you can spring for eight, get eight per side. So then you can fully do step ups no matter how, how tall you are. 
Then again, two sets of dumbbells, a heavier set and a lighter set, whatever that means for you. Uh, a kettlebell, one or two heavy ones. I would say one heavy one or if you want two medium range ones, but you don't need them because you already have the dumbbell. So one heavier kettlebell I think would be cool. Again, that's a luxury item. It's not needed for a lot of you. TRX suspension trainer, foam roller, yoga mat, mini bands, and like a jam ball and uh, like a slam ball. And then obviously, you know, like a jump rope like is cheap and your core wheels are cheap so like a cheap ass ab wheel and uh, a cheap ass jump rope simple stuff now if you had more money to spend and you wanted to buy some things after that it really would just be adding you know more bands or, or more weights for probably a lot of you guys you could get into like the olympic bars and, and those things and the landmines but that's for a different podcast altogether uh the only other thing we probably use here would be that's honestly probably it, man. That, that's the most basic primitive stuff, and I think you'd be just fine with that. I think that would be the list that I would go with. If you had more money, you know, after you got all the things we listed here, the exercise steps, the dumbbells, the kettlebells, the TRX, the foam roller, the EQ bars, the pull-up bar, the bands, the core wheels, the jump rope, uh, the furniture sliders, the yoga mat, the mini bands, and the Jambo Dynamax ball, that's a 1000 bucks. That's a pretty dope home gym. I think if you're going to add a piece of exercise equipment, what would I probably add? Uh, an assault bike. It, as awful as it is and as much as I hate it, it's the thing that I do hear the most for sure. It's the easiest to transition to. It's uh, You can kill yourself in the smallest amount of time. It is the easiest to use. It takes the least amount of skill of everything we have here. And I don't say a row... And the skier, just for the fact of those are really technical. Like, it's really hard to learn how to row correctly. And I know a lot of people buy them and they hop on them and they they think they use them right, and they do not. Of all the things I've learned in fitness, rowing was the thing that came the hardest to me. It was the least natural of all the things I ever did. It was way harder for me to learn how to row than it was to deadlift correctly. Because... And, and let's say a squat, right? A squat is a natural movement. A squat, you naturally squat. Babies do it. Watch them. They're perfect. A hip hinge is a deadlift. If you can hip hinge in fitness and keep a neutral spine and keep a, your core braced and tight and have some integrity in your trunk, you can do damn near anything in fitness within reason. Now, deadlifting to me was a lot easier than me learning how to row. Rowing is not natural at all. It's not a natural movement. You're on a sliding horizontal seat with your feet strapped in and how your brain thinks of it is at least when you sit down at first i'm pulling a chain out of this wheel now once you learn how to row you understand it's not pulling at all it's pushing through the feet and if it's 70 percent you know your lower body your legs and 20 percent your back and 10 percent your arms now you're in business and you're talking about, you know, catch, recover. Rowing is really technical and really hard to do. So I wouldn't suggest doing it unless you're really proficient. Same thing with the ski yard. Like, to ski is a skill. And it takes time to learn how to use it. I do think it's easier to learn than the rower for some reason for most people. Because it's probably more natural. You're hinging at the hips. And there's some, you know, like if a, a kettlebell swing and a jam ball had a baby, that's what would come out if... Uh, if you're if you're using the skier and you're taking that kinetic energy from your feet and you're putting it onto the machine and pulling and that's the thing with those machines you're 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 putting your energy into the machine and you're getting something out of it where the assault bike a it's a bike 
So most of you've been riding a bike your whole life. And if you don't, this one you can't fall off of, knock on wood. I've never seen anybody do it. I've seen people hit themselves in the face with the handles, which is beyond me. But we kind of see it all here. Anyways, um, the bike, is it moves itself. You use the pedals with your feet, they move. Uh, you move the hands, the handlebars move. It's all four limbs. That's why it's tough. It's all four limbs. It's like you're running, but you're using all four limbs correctly. And you can push through the feet. You can punch through the hands, push-pull motion. It's the biggest bang for your buck. So if you're going to buy one piece of fitness equipment, I would get a high-quality assault bike, uh, RX. Uh, those guys make the best ones, in my opinion. X-Bex are the, the bike brand, but RX is the ones who put them out. Uh, they're great. And you can beat the shit out of them. And most, I mean, we, we've broken them here. Uh, obviously, shout out to Jeremy Williams, who's broke. I think Jeremy Williams has broke two of them. I broke one. He's broken two. He also has broken a skier here, too. That's, that's why he can't have nice things. He's an Iron Man, so he breaks shit here. Uh, but I would go an assault bike for sure. But again, that's a luxury item. And then you could start building in things like, you know, if you wanted to do uh, a barbell and, and, and plates and, uh, landmines and things like that but for most of you guys if you're on a budget i wouldn't spend the money on those things because you can get a great aerobic workout with a jump rope you can do it with dumbbells and kettlebells like you you can build in those things you can do burpees you can do step ups like there's ways you can do farmer's walks there's a lot of ways to skin a cat in terms of aerobic work so i wouldn't spend half your budget on a piece of equipment to get your heart rate up when you can do that essentially by yourself now if you have knee hip ankle joint stuff you don't want a bunch of dumbbells or kettlebells then yeah you can go assault bike and buy the rest of these tools but for the most part that is how i would do it if i was you so one final recap and i'll let you guys go if you only had a thousand dollars to spend on your home gym i would get the exercise step with the risers a couple of dumbbells maybe two sets Maybe a heavy kettlebell if you want a kettlebell swing. If not, you can skip it. A TRX suspension trainer for sure. A decent foam roller you need. A set of equalizer bars for your dips and inverted rows for different push-up variations. I like those, especially if you guys aren't great at push-ups. If you don't really care about that, you could always go dips from your bench um, or your exercise step, and you could always do, obviously, the pulling variations from your TRX. You could skip the EQ bars if you didn't want them. If you can do pull-ups, get a pull-up bar. If not, don't worry about it. From there, get a set of bands. You know, medium to heavy resistance or light to medium resistance, I think is fine. And I'm talking about the bands that loop in a full circle, not them shitty ones with the handle. Those are terrible. Uh, so for most of you guys, if you're talking those bands, red and black is probably where you're living. If you need heavier, you could buy a little bit of heavier set, but I think you'll be okay. A set of core wheels or a little bit, of, a little cheap ab wheel is going to do the trick. A jump rope. The furniture slides, so you guys can do mountain climbers, plank jacks, hand slides, any of those things. Uh, they're great for split squats. They're great for glute bridges. I love those things. They're going to crush you. It's your way to do hamstring curls without a hamstring curl machine, without spending $4,000. You can do it on your floor. It costs you 20 bucks. A decent yoga mat, maybe a set of mini bands, a jam ball, and a Dynamax ball, and you guys are in business. You can get all that shit, depending on how heavy you need for dumbbells and a kettlebell, for under $1,000. And then if your budget went crazy, you get yourself an assault bike. That's all you really need. And then from there, it's just adding dumbbells and kettlebells and luxury items as you see fit. So that would be how I would build a home gym for under a thousand bucks. Now, if you need certain kind of flooring and that stuff, things are going to get expensive here. I mean, 
I think the the rubber flooring alone here is like twenty thousand bucks that we have, and that's it's like half of our workout space is that, but that's not half our gym space. So it's like that stuff adds up quick, man. And I, I don't know what the, what did the turf cost like twenty grand too. It's a lot, man. This stuff it, it I think people don't appreciate sometimes, and this is me, you know, speaking as a guy who you know, spent a lot of money to build a super cool gym for himself and his friends and all the awesome athletes we have that come here. Um, it's really expensive. Like the rig we have here, if you guys have ever been in our place, you see the rig, it's a big steel pull-up rig here. And we built in a set of monkey bars across. Actually, the guy George at Steel Masters built that. And shout out to my boy, Mike DeAndre. Mike is a genius. Mike uh, basically helped me put this place together um, and about a thousand times faster than a normal person could because he's he's the he's a gangster and he's a, he's the master of subcontractors you know and mike knows his shit but uh long story short we we wanted to get a rig built here and uh they made one it was shitty and they actually had messed it up at first and then they brought it here and mike's like nah that's not good enough and so mike's an architect uh by trade and he drew one freehand, and he's like, hey, bring this back. And then uh, they, they built it. And uh, so shout out to him. It's a custom-built rig that he drew by hand uh, sitting in here one day, and they brought it back. And this thing is like, I think it weighs 800 pounds. It's like a fucking tank. It took, I think there were seven of us it, it took to get in here with uh, the little uh, forklift. And uh, then we all set it up, and we it's bolted into the ground here. But uh, that thing is probably, I don't know, 5000 bucks. 6,000 bucks. So again, like when you go into a gym, like a big box gym, especially they have so, they've spent so much money on equipment and stuff. And even like the, the CrossFit boxes you go to the rigs that they have, the boutique gyms, the smaller places like myself, you know, those places are a couple hundred thousand bucks, most of them. And it's cost a lot, you know, not just the equipment, but the floor set up and the fans and the lights and all the audio stuff. So it's not a cheap endeavor for sure. That's why I say, you know, owning a gym sucks, man. And you got to love it uh, to do it. And you have to love the environment and the atmosphere and the people. And off topic, you know, this season of life has made me appreciate it even more. And uh, I don't know what, you know, what the gym scene looks like when it can come back and what all the, the rules are and stuff. And when it's, when it can be quote unquote kind of normal again, and we can do our stuff. But I do know this, like I'm fortunate enough to be in this position and, uh, and, and be here and, and own the space that I sit in and uh, and podcast and create all these online programs and work with people all over the world and make money. But um, I do miss the people that come in here. As much of a pain in the ass as it's been with all the rules and the worry and the horse shit and, uh, and the hours, obviously if you own a gym, suck uh, balls. But uh, – there's something to be said, man, about the connection and the community and the people. It's like being on a sports team. It really is. And uh, it's like you're part of something. And I always ha- I've had that my whole life. And I, and I've, I have it still uh, with my NAP family and, and those guys. And uh, But I, obviously when I was done playing you know, sports in college, that part of me died and that part was over. But I still always had this other thing, the NAP dudes. And the gym is kind of an extension of that, even though like I'm – essentially the coach here and not uh not one of the players and it's obviously way more fun to always play than coach when i can work out on the you know when we can you know do the sunday stuff that we we do and the other things there's something to be said about the community aspect of training because you all are on a team and you're all training you might have different goals but 
at the end of the day, it's all the same. We all want to be healthier and, and have fun and enjoy movement. And so that's what this, this space exists for. And if you're going to create a home gym, I would do it the same way. I would do it like we did it here, you know, build it from the ground up and then fill fill the space with motivational quotes and sayings. And it doesn't got to be fancy stuff. Obviously, if you come in here, we have custom made signs and you come into my office, it's a, you know, a lot of comedy stuff. Some of it's motivational, you know, it's Jordan, Kobe, you know, I got Bird and Magic back here. I got Ron Swanson, Michael Scott, the normal shit, but it's just fun things. You're creating a in atmosphere and an environment. So when you're building your home gym, I know we talked about the equipment and that's that's the important part of it. And if you come into our space ever, uh, if we can ever, ever be, be open again, um, you walk in the bathroom like that's my wife's doing. I, I didn't pick out the you know the floor tile and the subway tile and the colors and, the, and that kind of shit or the pillows here on the little bench and all that stuff. But what I'm driving is you're creating an environment that's unique to you. And unique to the culture of the kind of home gym you want to build. So if it's like if you have posters up there or you have a whiteboard with the workouts and the motivational quotes or if you have a TV in there and if you have a timer and all those types of things, like I think that makes the environment, the atmosphere. If you have, you know, pictures of your friends up or pictures of, you know, you and your fitness homies and the workouts you've done or you give the workouts funky names like we do. We make up all these things like the, you know, Face Melter 5000 and the Sirius 600. Like I don't, I just make up this shit. But uh, it's fun. It, it gives it like a stigma and it. There's like this, you know, thing behind it. It's kind of like our our Sunday Advanced Metcons, which will eventually are going to become a program. We actually finished all of the workouts, so they're all done now. We just have to put it together. But there's something to be said about that. And that all goes into the culture of you building your home gym. It's so much more than, you know, just weights and a bench and uh, a jump rope and some bands. It's It's kind of like your space. It's your space to do work. It's your space to become fit. And there's a lot of memories you create in there. Some of them are miserable and you cry and you sweat and you you don't want to remember the workouts, but you do uh, in a roundabout way. And I think all those things have to go into your home gym. So yeah, you can do the equipment and that stuff's all great, but it comes down to, you know, everything about it, you know, the lighting. Maybe it's good lighting. Maybe it's poor lighting. Maybe it's your, it it doubles as your home office. Maybe it's your garage, but uh, you know, you got get a little you know, music pod in there or, or put your earbuds in and, and bang out to your favorite music. And if you got, you know, get yourself a little cheap ass TV to put the interval, you know, timer on or put a show on when you're riding your assault bike or do the things that are going to put you in a position to be successful and be motivated. And you look forward to going there. And that's part of the reason, like I'll have this, you know, barring unless I moved from Scottsdale and I just have had it from the world and I go by a log cabin and I say, fuck it. And I become Ron Swanson for real. Um, if I'm in Scottsdale, which I, I believe that's going to be the case. Uh, I will always keep this place until I don't want to do this life anymore. And I don't just mean it as the gym. Like this is a, this is my home gym. I just happen to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, and uh, and have it be not connected from my house. But it's also a space where I can come and yeah, I can work out. But I can come and work, I can come and podcast, I can come and chill, we can have fun. And yes, this is a place where I work out, but it also has always been a, a social space and a communal space. And for you guys, yeah, you might have a dope-ass garage gym, but your buddy might go there. My homie D-Lo, uh, and I'm going to get him on the podcast as soon as he stops being a little uh, butthead, because uh, he's so particular about it. And I wish he would have done it now, because he would have his he'd have his quarantine beard and that thing is epic and it's majestic and he's going to shave it, which makes me really sad. But, uh, 
Anyways, he's built a, he, he trains here, and uh, he's built a super dope home gym at his house, and sometimes he brings his buddies over there, and they train in his, you know, garage slash driveway, and I think that's what I'm talking about here. So if you're a person where you guys work out in your neighborhood together, we got a, a, some members here, uh, Leslie and her husband, Eric, they built a, they have a super dope house from what I've seen, never been there, but if she's videotaped it before, they have a huge, like, kind of old school, kind of horse property, kind of cart, uh, carport cart barn kind of area where they have all the stuff kind of set up and that and, and they'll work out sometimes with their neighborhood uh, community friends like a couple of the neighbors will come over and they'll work out there they've created this space just like we have here for obviously hundreds of people they've done it for their neighborhood community and so when you're building a home gym yeah we can talk about budgets and money but it's the entire atmosphere and the environment that's what you make it that might just be a poster of arnold it might just be a poster of you know Michael Jordan or Tupac or whatever your thing is or a couple of sayings like when you look behind me you know we have all the work hard be nice to people stuff and we have the motivational things you know um, about loving your body and loving yourself and I think that all plays into your home gym so yes think about building it from the ground up and I, I wouldn't have made it this fancy here if I wasn't married to my wife so I got to give her credit for making it look as boutique and as sexy as it might but uh, I'm glad she pushed for some of those things. Some of them I, I didn't really, it was not worth the fight. But uh, you have to make it your own. You have to make it a space that you look forward to going into and that you feel comfortable training in and that you want to be there and you don't dread it. And that's why I like coming here. It's my, for right now, super expensive man cave slash gym slash podcast studio. And that's what I've used it for. So I filled it with things that, motivate me being here that make me want to be here make me want to put in the work and no matter how shitty um my day is and and how you know bad the news i've been receiving is lately um it's a place where i escape to and i like to be at and i want your home gym to be the same thing if that's where you're gonna have to train for the immediate future or if your your gym unfortunately closed and isn't open right now and then when you can go back to it obviously you know please go back to your home gym and support it because your community needs you and they want you there and I think your workouts are going to be way better when you're there and I think it's more motivating to be around other humans when you train but when you can't be there have a dope ass second space in your garage or in your you know guest bedroom or in your office or in your you know your casita if you're one of the, the super rich folks or if you're rich enough that where you just literally made a home gym in a different room or wing of your house, uh, make it as badass as it can be and fill it with the right equipment, fill it with the right lights, the right ambiance, the right kind of space, the right kind of sayings, and let it be a place where you want to go in there and just bust fucking ass and put in some real work. So hopefully my list helps you guys and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. So it came from your request. And uh, that's how I would spend the money and that's how I would create the space. And obviously, you know, we've done a full video tour here of our space and what it looks like and what it's about. And, uh, you know, if I didn't work with as many people, I probably would make it a little bit different. Selfishly, I'd gear it even more towards just the stuff I want to do. But for the most part, I think we have a space here that can touch the novice level people to the most advanced and the most extremes. And so when you're building yours at home, build it for yourself first and then think about if it's for your wife if it's for your kids if it's for some of your homies who want to come over and then branch out from there but at first you gotta you know you gotta put your mask on first you know as they say so make it for you and then go out from there so 
Hopefully you guys enjoyed that podcast. Uh, if you only had a G-Bar to spend, that is how I would do it. So I'm going to do my best to make this a blog post or like an, uh, an email post on a blog post with all the links to these things. And so I'll send that out if I get it done probably in the next two weeks here. Give me some time because like all of you, my life has been a dumpster fire and I'm just trying to put it out one day at a time. So I appreciate you guys, all the support, all the things. We sold almost like, I don't know, 200 t-shirts yesterday, which is crazy. So thank you guys for wanting to wear a Jeremy Scott shirt, regardless of where you're at and what you're doing. And uh, short of that, again, we're just working on a bunch of projects here, redoing a lot of the workout videos in our 47-day, adding some uh, tougher loading protocols to there, adding a new kitchen tour to it as well. I think I'm going to film that tomorrow. And that'll probably be the next online program that we add here in July probably 10 days after our five-week face melter is over, and then I don't know from there. I'm taking it one day at a time, too, but that's my goal. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just keep kind of plugging away. But our online coaching is always rocking and rolling, but that'll be the next main program we launch. Uh, And again, you'll be able to do it from home, in your home gym. So just keep that 47-day transformation on your mind for, you know, probably mid to later August for the kickoff to that, and that's our flagship program. So that's the one that we really... We touch on all the pillars of fitness there, so it's a lot more than just sets and reps, I promise you that. But you'll be able to kick ass from your home gym, most definitely, just a set of dumbbells in you to crush it. And uh, that's it. I think I'm going to get Heather back on the podcast tomorrow to talk about like some relationship stuff because we're in a relationship, and we have been for like 10 years, and so we can talk about it and hopefully help any of you guys who are navigating a, a new or medium or old relationship that you're in. And uh, that's it. So I'm going to go home here. I'm going to jump in my pool. Who knows from there? We'll go crazy. See where the see where the night takes me. But uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, sincerely, thank you. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the, uh, the podcast app on your iPhone. It only takes a minute. Scroll your finger down. Drop me a five star. Please leave a comment. If you have never done that, I would appreciate it. Share this with a friend or family member who wants to build a home gym or is looking to, to get into some fitness uh, equipment uh, on the home front. I think this can help them. And uh, reminder, the podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Athletic Greens. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the Athletic Greens right next to this Buffalo Trace whiskey that's sitting right there. Again, we got all the important stuff here. And again, 20 free travel packs from me always and forever, you guys. And if you're really on the fence, hit me up. I'll send you a free pack right to your front door. You can try it. And uh, I wouldn't promote it if I didn't believe in it and if I didn't love it and I didn't think it was super healthy because that's all I'm trying to do, man, is live the healthiest, happiest life possible. And these guys play a small part in that and I think can do the same for you. So have an amazing rest of your Saturday and I will check in with you guys tomorrow. And again, a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, get your ass over on the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. Got 1,300 videos over there, all free. And you can watch me ramble on in the podcast. I don't know who would but apparently people like to. And all the fitness stuff we share and all the recipes are over there too. And mobility drills to help you move better and eat better and just live a more badass life. So that's it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to all you guys soon. Peace.